Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hi, this is Kevin Lawn with the New Warehouse Podcast. We are here at Modex 2020 in the New Warehouse Podcast booth. Uh, I am now joined by Rob Sullivan. He is the CEO at AutoGuide Mobile Robots. Uh, he's going to talk to us a little bit about AutoGuide. What is AutoGuide? Tell us a little bit about his background and uh, I think his previous company too, how they got to this point. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about how AutoGuide has uh, something in the that's a finalist for the Modex Innovation Awards. So exciting for them, definitely. So. Rob, welcome to the show. How are you? Great, great. Thanks for having me today. Definitely happy you could come by. Um, thanks for coming by the booth. Definitely. Um, so why don't you tell us? I guess a little bit. Tell us a little bit about you. What's your background? Yep. So I'm an engineer by training. Okay. And um, I started in robotics and automation 32 years ago. All right. My first company out of school was Brooks Automation. All right. And um, had a number of startups under my belt. Mm-hmm. Um, smaller companies that grew into larger companies. Okay. Mostly in the automation and robotics space. Okay. I have 60 plus patents in automation and uh, robotics. Oh, wow. And um, I started this one up right here, this auto guide, right. a couple of years ago where um, my last company, we were doing large case spec systems. Mm-hmm. And we were being fed by manual fork trucks. And being the, okay. the, case, the pallets were coming in, the pallets were coming out by manual fork trucks. Mm-hmm. And I saw about three years ago a real need to have autonomous fork trucks okay. about three years ago. So then I started looking at different companies that are out there doing it, what's the marketplace. Right. And just started to get in, I decided to get into it and develop auto, um, autonomous robots, you know, okay. autonomous uh, fork trucks. Interesting. Yeah. All right, so now tell us, so I guess you saw kind of the the in-between was automated, but right. then the input and the output was not automated. That's exactly sense, right? right. You know, you look at distribution centers today where mm. you have a trailer pull up, you have four trucks come in, they right. pull it up, they go in the dock, the front side of the docks, mm. they then take those loads, they may send them through, you know, okay. cross docking, or they may put them into storage, right. and then bring them out to fulfill. So what we're doing right now is we came out first a couple of years ago with mm. the fully autonomous tugger. Okay. And so what happens there is a, a manual fork truck will go into a truck, mm. pull it out, put the pallets onto our trailers, could be three or four trailers deep. Right. We'll bring the entire loads into the, into the distribution center, mm. and then a high bay uh, vehicle will come in, manual will pick it up. Okay. So that's the first step. Right. Second step is our pallet stack that we have here at the show today, right. where it can go in the floor and pick a pallet up and put it onto a trailer or a stretch wrapper. So mm. if you look at the food chain, the next one is put out the pallet stacker. Okay, right. a manual truck operator grabs it, puts it on the floor at the, at the dock. We come with our with our four truck, pick it up, put it onto the trailers Okay. that goes in, and then a manual high bay. Next is we're coming up, we're actually uh, in the Innovation Award, uh, MHI Innovation Award right. this week uh, for our high bay. 
Okay. And so next step of it is, okay, you go from the, the dock to the trailer, right. into the distribution center. We then come with a high bay, pick it off the trailer, mm -hmm. and we put it away. All right. And really the, that innovation, so imagine a uh, fork truck that can go five feet high. Right. So we have a 36 footer, all you're doing is putting multiple stages onto that. Mm -hmm. The real innovation part of it is the uh, sensor fusion. Okay. We're utilizing a number of different sensors to actually understand where the payload is, is it shifted, exactly where it is, so we can right. come in safely and pick it and then put it onto the trailer, or whether what other application it is. Mm -hmm. And the real key to ours, you know, that's, so if you keep progressing now, what's yeah. the next step? Trailer load unloading, right, the, right. the docks, right? Yeah. Now you can imagine, we pick from a trailer, we come out, we put it onto a trailer, bring bring the load in, mm -hmm. we take a high bay vehicle, and then we bring it, you know, then reverse to the other side, right? right? So we, we take the entire process that you were talking about right. and bring it in, or if they have an automated case pick system, each mm -hmm. pick system, we can take and deliver right to those systems and pull from those systems okay. fully auto autonomously. Now, okay, that's great. That's the hardware part of it I just told you about. Right, yeah. The software's so a big Yeah, kit. talk about the software part, and I guess yeah. the, kind of, this, I'm interested actually in the, the sensor part where you said they can sense whether the load has shifted or anything of that nature. So right. I guess maybe maybe we'll get into this in the software part, but yeah. you know, how, what happens in that case, like if the, the sensor now senses that maybe this load is uh, not so stable or not safe to put away, is right. like, what happens there? So at some point, Right now, what we're doing is we're mm. saying, okay, I want to learn, right? From yeah. a machine learning standpoint, what's my environment? Where am I, right? Okay. And is that load pickable or not? Mm. Say it's pickable and I have, to, I have to pick it a little to the left or whatever else, right. or I have to say, I can't pick this thing. Mm. It's just unstable. We won't pick, we won't pick it. Right. So it's really from more of a safety aspect and a yeah. pickability standpoint where we can square up our vehicle and get mm. it in there and actually be able to pick you know, whatever type of, um, we're using a lot of different types of sensors right. and we're basically fusing that information together okay. to really give us the best environment. But we can see the entire uh, the payload that they're yeah. having, whether it's a, a pallet with product on top of it or any other type of load. Okay, interesting. So and that's really, from the innovation side, it isn't about lifting 36 feet, it's about right. what do you do with that thing? Yeah. How do you deal with the real world environments? Mm. The real world isn't perfect pallets, the real world isn't perfect loads, right? Right. And so, um, but then the next step though, mm. after that, is trailer load unload on our roadmap, right? right. And then we'll get that entire ecosystem there. But to go into the software part of it, sure. you know, we designed this software suite uh, with 30 years. The head of software of our company, the head of hardware and systems of our company, has been working for me and with me for almost, uh, since 1996. 24 oh, years okay. now we've All been right. together. So okay? you guys are a pretty strong team. Yeah, we're a pretty strong team. All and, right. and um, so we understand the software part of it extremely mm -hmm. well, handling thousands of different types of robots, multiple systems. Okay. So we built an architecture that starts off the beginning where we can interface to WS systems, warehouse management system. Right. Okay. We've done multiple ones in the past. Mm -hmm. um, it then goes into order management, where we take orders, and whatever the WS says, do mm -hmm. this, we're going to do that. Take a load here, bring it here, store it away, pick it, you know, whatever it is. Okay. We also have inventory manager. That's mm -hmm. a kind of weird thing for a fork truck company to have, autonomous fork truck. Yeah. We can control the inventory. And why that's important is that um, if you tell us, oh, there's 20 different instances of that same product, right. we can go get the best one. That can minimize Got travel, it. increase your efficiency, increase your throughput. 
Then okay. we have fleet manager that manages the fleet, reporting, yeah. uh, charging, and all that. Mm. Underneath there is traffic management, like a Waze, right? Hey, okay. how, yeah. where's the right place to go? Mm. And the key to that part is, if we get more information, whether they're manual systems or other type of systems, like a mirror or other types of systems, mm. we can control those systems with our software. Yeah. Okay. So now we understand all those types of systems, where those robots are, where our robots are, and we can also interface easily into a case pick, each pick systems. Interesting. And so we really want to be the traffic cop of the entire. So you know, if we have the product, fine. Right. But if, if I was an example is, can you do, can Auto Guy do a fifty thousand pound lift? Right. Well, we really don't want to do it. it's a one off thing. Mm. We'll control that though. Okay. So therefore, they, they, we're really enabling them to have full automation. Mm -hmm. We come from an environment in semiconductor where it's highly automated, right. extremely automated, right? Yeah. Why can't warehouses and e-commerce and distribution centers get yeah, there? Okay, they will get there. Yeah. You know, and I think software, and we designed this software mm -hmm. almost three years ago to do this. Right. So the so you mentioned that you guys are kind of like uh, the Waze, right? So yeah. with Waze, you know, uh, people are like contributing to it, saying like, oh, there's an accident here, accident there. Right. So. So will the um, automated machines, will they actually communicate to each other and say that like, oh, there's uh, high traffic in this aisle, so avoid it, or? Well, we want, we want to hook up all the different systems in the factory right. or the distribution center, tell us the information, we'll understand it, okay. and we'll be the traffic cup of those, just like Waze does. Well, the trade's not, Waze isn't the traffic cup, it's giving you information, right. and sometimes it's, it's, it's giving you a different route. Yeah. We'll do that, say, no, this is the route you're going to take. Okay. Or, we won't, like an auto guy vehicle will take a different route to get there. Got it, okay, so it's kind of, it's optimizing the best the best travel path, right. basically, in right. a way, yeah, based on whether there's high congestion in a certain area or whether it just truly is the best way to travel there, right? Yeah, well, why does it matter? Because you want to minimize your travel, right. maximize your throughput of your system, mm -hmm. right? Right, okay, and now can you speak to, I guess, kind of the, on the implementation side, so you know somebody that's listening to this that's looking to get started in automation, you know what does the implementation look like from kind of from beginning to at least end of phase one? Yeah, so you can start off with say a tugging application. The one I talked right. about, the warehouse, we did a 1.3 million square foot warehouse. Oh, wow. uh, our guys went in there for two and a half weeks and got the system installed with Tugger-based system. Okay. So you can start there, but once you go in there, the entire system is mapped. Right. The entire warehouse, 1.3 million square foot warehouse right. is mapped. And then if you add in pallet stackers next, it's already mapped in, you can insert in, yeah. you can put your waypoints in, then you can add iBay into that, mm -hmm. and then eventually you can add in other, other uh, modules to that. Okay, very interesting, very interesting. So let me ask you a question then. So, you know, we're here at Modex, right? Obviously there's tons of automation all around us. That's like the, the name of the game now, right? right. So, uh, so what are you seeing as kind of the, the future of that, right? I think that we've kind of, you know, automation is now, is being embraced, right? And, and a couple of years ago, I would say people were kind of a little scared of it, like yeah. robotics and things. So. So what do you think is now now the future of it? Like, what do you, what do you see happening in maybe uh, Modex like 2030? Right? right, right. So one aspect I didn't talk about was our module uh, platform. Okay. So basically, if you look at our fork truck, right. you come over to our booth, you'll see our yeah. base fork truck, and then there's different attachments to it, whether okay. it's a tugger or a pallet stacker or mm. a high bay or something some other integrator will design up in the future for some application we don't even know about today. Right. We have a patent pending on that. It's, it's basically like a robot, like an ABB or a UR robot. Okay. Where you have a robot and you can put different end effectors onto it. Mm. 
So that's exactly how we designed it. That's not like a fork truck you buy today, where you can change right. the, the front ends of these things. Yeah, it's not that easy. Right, it's not that easy, right? <laughs> so we designed it, like, for me, three years ago, it was more like, why aren't all of them designed like that? Like a robot. Yeah, it makes a sense. A regular yeah. robot, right? It makes a heck of a lot yeah, of sense, yeah. but they weren't, right? Yeah. So that's key where if you want to change, or say we go into that environment where you start with Tuggers and go to Palace Tuggers in High Bay, mm. you can, it's the same base unit, so from a service side, you know, you can utilize the same spare parts and everything else you right. want in the same software. But to answer your question, um, so that's a really key part, where maybe you mix mm. changes, where, hey, I want to take my pallet stackers, make them tuggers, or tuggers make them pallet stackers, right. or make them high base. Yeah. You can do that. Or you can go out and buy, say, 20 base units and 10 of uh, some type of adapter, another 10, another mm. 10, you can mix however you want the mix of the future. Yeah. Because your future will change, right? If, you're, if you mix a yeah, product definitely. and things and like your, that. Your, your capacity in certain areas uh, needs to be a little more flexible, depending yeah. on what you have, right? So I think in the future, just like semiconductor happened, you've looked right. at semiconductor in the days where people were walking wafer boxes around to the mm -hmm. days where it's lights out manufacturing. Yeah. The shows of 2030, whatever year you said, yeah, right? Yeah. We're looking at those. I think we're going to have these integrated systems where and it may not be all auto guide, but auto, mm -hmm. an auto guide type control system will control other different suppliers such that to give an entire solution okay. to the uh, customer. Whether it's, you know, our stuff is, we took a base platform in automotive to right. manufacturing, to distribution, to e-commerce. Mm. Same platform, different workflows and applications, but it's pretty much the same in the beginning, right? And yeah. have a module approach and an architecture they can change, you can do what you want with it, you know? Okay. And I, I think also though, our, our methodology is kind of like the iPhone. Right. No one imagined how many apps would be in the iPhone, right? Yeah. Later on, right? In 2030 be interesting, right? Yeah. What people really use this AutoGuide product for, all the adapters that we put onto this thing in the future, I don't know what they all are today. Whether they're grabbing yeah. whiskey, whiskey cards, you know, whatever it is, right? <laughs> Barrels, right? Who knows what the applications are in this thing? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I guess the, kind of the market and I guess the customer is going to really, really be the one to kind of set that in, uh, ask for what right. they need, right? Right, yeah. right. And what they're doing, you know, look at their workflow, understand, okay, if you automate, could be a different workflow, the same workflow, who knows, yeah. right? What are you trying to do? Oh, and then for ours, we, you know, we're a product company, we can mm. pull in our integrators to do some customization they want to do. Right. right now, you can buy the base unit, and we give you the APIs, the interface to the um, electronics and all that, mm. and they can do whatever they want to the, to the customization of the back end, just like a, a robot company does with a gripper or end effector. Right, hmm. all right, very interesting stuff. So how can uh, people find out more about AutoGuy? You can go to uh, www.agmobilerobots.com. Go to our website. There's um, interfaces there. If you want to go to sales or any of the departments, you can get to us via that. Okay, great. All right, Rob, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. And we'll post more information about AutoGuide on the newwarehouse.com as well. Great. Thank you. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from The New Warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for The New Warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.